Welcome to another episode of the Double Comma Club with your host, Nicole Ruth of the Ruth Team, the number one lending team in Colorado. I got a question just now from one of my clients asking me, is now still a good time to buy? And it was a dead serious question. Is now still a good time to buy? Rates had just jumped up yesterday. Should I sit on the sidelines? And this seems so relevant and so powerful that I just had to jump on a quick live with talking points as to what's going on right now and why staying in the game is more important than ever. So rates just popped up yesterday. What happened? If you're not reading what's happening in the market, especially when it comes to the Fed, you might not have noticed. And then when you go out looking to purchase a home this weekend, you're going to be like, and the rate is what? Wait, what happened? Exactly. So that's what I'm trying to get in front of because it's Wednesday. It's Wednesday and you can still get in front of this two days in front of Friday. So here's what happened yesterday. And Megan and I are back together again this Friday. Very excited to see my friend. We're going to be sitting side by side talking about what's going on in the market and I'll blow this out further. So just going to highlight this really quickly because if you have been talking to a lender, hopefully us, and you've gotten a price quote and you are right at the very top of your eligibility, then you might want to have a second price quote, right? In the sense that what are the rates today? The other thing is you might have clients that are asking, should I wait until this calms down? And the answer is no, and here's why. So what happened in the last three weeks? Two things happened in the last three weeks. So the 10 year treasury yield is what you wanna be watching. Three weeks ago, it was 2.25. Today, it is 2.594. That's a significant jump. So that 10 year has jumped up a quarter. Doesn't mean our rates go up a quarter, it means our rates probably went up more than a quarter. So in the last three weeks, three weeks ago, Fed Chair Powell came out and he did not. So the rates had started to tick up with expectations. This is when they started talking about the fact that they were going to taper, that we were going to see possibly one, uh, maybe two of the Fed hikes be 50 bips instead of 25 bips. The market didn't like it. The market bumped up. Fed Powell came out and he did not calm that down. He didn't say, which if you watch him at all, he usually comes out after the market moves like it does. And he usually comes out and he calms the market and says, well, we were talking about this, but we're, we're going to do it at a pace that is um, commensurate for the market or a pace that can be absorbed by the marketer. He'll talk about something to soften what the extreme just happened. He didn't do that. That's the real key. He did not come out and say that that seemed extreme. We're really not going to do that. No, he actually said nothing. And in his silence, the market started to shift. Yesterday, the vice chair, Brainerd, she came out yesterday and she's for the people. If you know her stance at all, you know that she is watching out what can the common person, the minimum wage household afford. She's always looking out for that. She is a big proponent of lower interest rates. She came out all kinds of hawkish yesterday. She had turned from Dove to hawkish, saying that not only did we finish quantitative easing, now we need to keep going with our Fed rate hikes, and we need to rush on getting our quantitative tightening down. We need to start accelerating the balance sheet roll-off. 
That is a huge change. When she said that yesterday, we had an extreme movement in the 10-year and our 30-year fixed mortgage rates, okay? That is leading us to this consistent, where are we headed from here? Because now the conversation, I started looking this up. So on March 1st, which we just released the DMAR Market Trends Report yesterday. If you haven't checked it out, we'll put a link to this live where you can see the video I was talking about this. I didn't see her coming out talking about the fact that they were gonna start rolling off the balance sheet even faster, but she did and it happened and the rates moved yesterday. On March 1st, the 10-year was at 1.734. The interest rates, the 30-year fixed interest rates were hovering around 4%. Today, on April, what are we on? April 6th, we're sitting at anywhere from 4.625 to 5.125, depending on which survey you look at, right? So that's a big jump from March 1st to today and based on that 10-year moving up. So where are they going? So should I wait? Like, I also believe in something called a rubber band effect. When we see rates move this far, this fast, they usually start to head back towards the averages, right? They don't just keep jumping up and up and up. But the Fed has such an incredible power over the markets right now. When we see the stock market lose value like we did yesterday, when we see the interest rates go up like they did yesterday, we're seeing the impact of this forecast of where is the Fed going to take us? How fast are they gonna do the quantitative tightening? Could we see rates go above five? Could we see rates hit six? We don't know. At this point, we're simply forecasting. But what I'm gonna tell you is if you're looking at an investment or if you're looking at a second home, you are looking in the fives and maybe even the sixes, depending on how much down in your credit score and the position of what or the product that you're buying, whether it's a condo, townhome, multi-unit, single family, right? So those rates have absolutely impacted cash flow. Some investors are gonna choose to maybe that area is not good for me anymore. Maybe that product is not good for me anymore. Choices are gonna start being made. That second home buyer might be thinking that right now with rates where they're at, that second home didn't make as much sense on a monthly basis because maybe those rents don't cover it. A lot of conversations are gonna be going on as far as how, what decisions am I making about the homes that I'm buying. But I had a question literally an hour ago, which is why I'm doing this live, which is why I feel it's so important to have this conversation. I had somebody ask me, would you buy? Would you buy in this market or should I wait? And my answer is I would buy. Personally, I am buying. I am currently looking at buying an investment for my two boys. I am currently looking at buying a commercial building, right? I am currently in the midst of continuing to invest in real estate, because I believe if I could have bought everything 20 years ago, I would have, but I didn't. And so my second best day to buy is today. Don't sit on the sidelines. The cost is going to continue to increase. We are not going to see prices decline. We are gonna see prices soften in the sense that they're not gonna to continue to accelerate in the manner in which they are right now because we're seeing a little more inventory. I mean, our inventory just went up to 2,221 per DMARS Market Trends Report. 2,000, let me repeat that number, 2,221, that was an 81% increase. That blows my mind. It was an 81% increase because we are at rock bottom. 
So any increase is massive when you look at percentages. We are still very far from having enough inventory to satisfy demand to a point to which we even think about having too much inventory or we will see a reduction in prices. It's just not in our future, at least not for the next three to five years. So unless you're planning on waiting for three to five years, now is the right time to buy. Because interest rates, based on what, based on what Brainerd said yesterday, interest rates are gonna continue to go up until the point to which we move towards a recession, consumer spending is already starting to slow down because of the cost of everything is keeping people at home, making choices, not spending. Consumer spending is 70% of the GDP, two consecutive quarters of GDP decline, brings us into a recession. We're already seeing manufacturing. We already saw the two and 10 year invert. We're already at the bottom of the unemployment numbers. And with the cost of everything, including labor, we will start to see unemployment tick slightly up. And when that happens, we are heading into an economic slowdown, which is not a bad thing. We were off the rails. We were spending so much more than we could produce. We need supply to catch up, including our housing, to allow those purchase prices to calm down, to allow buyers to get into the market. All of this is good for us. And when that happens, interest rates will slow down a little bit. But from what point? Don't sit on the sidelines thinking, well, in six months or eight months or, or 18 months, those interest rates are going to go down. I can get a better interest rate and a lower monthly payment, but not necessarily because how high do they go and then how far are, do they fall? Don't sit on the sidelines, but then is your opportunity to refinance. So between now and then, take advantage of building equity, take advantage of appreciation and principal reduction, and put your money where the longevity is safe. I've got a lot of clients right now that are pulling their money out of the stock market and they're putting it into real estate. I'm just saying, I'm looking at diversifying and we're continuing to buy into real estate. This is where the safety is long-term because of the appreciation, even if it's a slightly higher interest rate. That's all I got for today. I'll see you guys on Friday. I hope you're making it a great Wednesday and I'll talk to you soon. Bye-bye. You've been listening to the Double Comma Club. Never miss an episode. Subscribe at thedoublecommaclub.com to hear more success stories and to get free tips on how you can get on the path to becoming a millionaire through real estate at any age. Remember, visit thedoublecommaclub.com and subscribe.